Welcome to Metal Minutes by Cornerstone Building Brands, a podcast series where we talk about hot topics in the metal construction industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our new podcast series. My name is Lexi Edwards, and I will be your host today with Cornerstone Building Brands. With me today, I have Tyler Rosa with American Building Components. Hi, Lexi. How are you today? I'm doing well. And yourself? Doing well. Thank you. All right. Tyler is our Director of Sales Development at ABC, and today he is going to be giving us some information on metal panel gauges. So, Tyler, the I guess the, the first thing we need to kind of get out of the way is what is a metal panel gauge and what does it mean? So a metal panel gauge is, is a measure of thickness um, when talking about a metal panel. Um, um, the, the thickness applies to both panels and trim items, um, and it can be measured with a tool we call a micrometer. So typically when in the metal panel world, uh, metal roof and wall panels, um, the panel skins themselves range anywhere from 20 gauge all the way up to uh, 29 gauge and even lighter. Now, one one misconception is typically um, when you go bigger in number, you think that means thicker. But the way gauges work, uh, as far as the thickness measurement is, um, as the number decreases, the actual thickness measurement increases. So, for instance, 26 gauge is actually thicker or heavier than what a 29 gauge panel would be. Um, the other primary difference between panels and trim, uh, especially in the light gauge steel world, is there's different levels of hardness as well, or what we call tensile strength. Um, and typically, the, the products that we make the trim out of have a softer, less dense tensile strength, if you will. And, and what that allows for is the bending and shaping of trims. Um, it allows you to put a hem on the material without cracking the trim and, and things like that. So does that mean that the the gauge of a metal trim piece could be different than the same gauge of a metal panel? Yeah, definitely can. Um, you know, you don't you don't see it a whole lot. Um, you know, typically on a on a residential project, you know, if you have 29 gauge panel, you're going to have 29 gauge trim as well. Uh, but certainly we, we offer multiple options in our product line. You can mix and match um, trims that have uh, larger reveals of a flat area, say maybe a, maybe a door jam trim or a fascia trim, things like that. Um, you, you could certainly make those in a heavier gauge to make them uh, more rigid, prevent them from oil canning, things like that. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we go through the, through the podcast here. But uh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, we can mix and match, you know, as far as what's available uh, in our color palette for all the different gauges and, and product lines. Okay. So is the, so you said that it's a, a measurement of thickness. Is that measurement something that's industry-wide or is that company-based? Um, it is industry-wide. So there's, there's different, different tol tolerance levels um, when you talk about thickness. Um, for instance, 29 gauge is going to range anywhere from a from a 0.014 uh, decimal thickness all the way up to a 0.015, um, and you'll see um, different companies within the industry um, having having different tolerances in place and and requiring different uh, thicknesses within that range or within that spectrum 
when they order material from the mill. Um, the other thing you'll see specified a lot of times is, is the difference between minimum thickness and what we call nominal thickness. Um, minimal means basically that, that decimal thickness cannot be below the threshold of whatever is specified. So if we say it's a minimum 0.015 decimal thickness, that's what you're going to get in the product. Uh, if, a, if a nominal thickness is specified, there's a certain percentage plus or minus uh, from, from that thickness what it could be, um, you know, plus or minus two, two or three percent, something like that. So um, that's, that's one thing that that we promote, um, you know, we, we don't want to skimp on on thickness, so we um, promote everything basically as a minimum thickness, so we know what we're getting uh, when we buy the material from the mills. Got it. Okay. Uh, so let's get into the actual um, the, the specifics. The specifics. Um, so would it be fair to say that you would expect to pay more for thicker panels? Yeah, generally, um, generally that's going to be the case. Um, you know, when we buy steel, it's it's usually by hundred weight, which is a basically a true measure, um, a, a true unit of measure. So in general, the thicker the steel, the more it's going to weigh, um, and, and the price is going to go up. Now, there's other things that go into consideration there, as far as stock colors versus non-stock colors. Um, you know, we slit a lot of our material depending on what the what the coverage and what the what we call the blank width of the panel is, uh, as far as what the formed panel width of coil is actually being run out of. So sometimes you have waste um, out of the master coil, things like that, that can impact the price of the finished good panel. Uh, but in general, yeah, the the thicker the material for standard colors, similar paint systems, uh, the, the price is going to be higher. Okay, so then what do you get in exchange for that higher price? I mean, you said that they are stronger, but what does that really mean in terms of a building? You know, the, the thicker the gauge, the, the stronger the panel is going to be. Um, and that comes into play, you know, in several factors. Um, and there's a lot of, I guess, prerequisites or criteria that goes into it. You know, like what are you attaching the panel to? Is it a roof or a wall panel? Um, you know, a metal building, a wood building. Um, there's a lot of criteria, right? But in general terms, the, the thicker the gauge of metal, the more impact resistant it's going to be, uh, the more structurally sound it's going to be, things like that. Um, you know, for, for roof panels in particular, and wall panels for that matter, um, you know, there may be certain code requirements, there may be specification requirements. And that's in large large part due to local building code, uh, you know, geographical and, and atmospheric conditions. You know, is it a hail susceptible area? Is it an earthquake susceptible area? Is it a hurricane area? Things like that. So there's a lot to consider. Um, you know, and, and, and the panel type plays a large part in that as well. So a lot of our um, a lot of our roofing panels and especially the standing seam uh panels have a have a rather large area in the flat of the pan um, that doesn't have a lot of ribs or breaks to it so um, in general terms the 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 greater the flat area of the panel the the heavier the gauge needs to be to keep the the strength and integrity in that product and keep it from 
uh, oil canning and, and, and showing signs of uh, expansion and contraction and those sorts of things. Uh, same thing with our wall panels. We, we sell several architectural wall panels that have a, have a flat surface on them. Um, and, you know, there's, there's some other things you can do besides the thickness of the material to control uh, oil canning and, and, and things like that, such as embossing and, um, you know, adding minor ribs, pencil ribs, that sort of thing. But in general terms, you're, in that case, you're always going to see heavier panel gauges uh, recommended and specified. Okay, so, so earlier you mentioned um, building codes. So yeah. I know that building codes usually vary based off of their region. So does that mean that um, the gauge, the metal panel gauge that you recommend for one customer in one area of the country could be different depending on where they live? where the project is <clears throat> it, it certainly does and you know oftentimes um, that recommendation doesn't come directly from us that's going to come from a uh, as a requirement from a structural engineer um, or the or the local permitting offices that sort of thing uh, it, it'll be shown in the specs and it'll be talked about way before we get involved as far as quoting or making recommendations on the project um, now, in the metal building world, where we serve as as the estimator, as the detailer, and as the engineer, um, you know our our estimating programs will tell us what is required, given the primary structure that's being used, and then what what we're attaching to that structure. So, yep. Okay. So, so we talked about um, the cost, and we talked about um, building codes. Strength. What about durability? Do do higher or sorry, do lower gauge, so thicker panels usually last longer? Um, it's a good question. Are you pretty loop there? <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, for the most part, in general terms, again, yeah, you could say yes. Um, you know, uh, if there's going to be an issue with degradation of the panel, such as rust or corrosion, failure of paint systems, a lot of times, you know, there's something going on in the atmospheric conditions or there's some failure in the paint. If there's ever going to be a, uh, uh, a warranty issue or a rust issue down the road. Um, like I said earlier, um, you know, as far as impact and, and wind uplift, uh, certainly, a heavier gauge panel is going to to uh, to perform better uh, against those conditions. But um, things like corrosion and and rust and moisture and paint failures, uh, those are really independent of of what the thickness of the panel uh, provides. Okay, so a 29 gauge panel wouldn't degrade, you know, faster or or any worse than a 22 or a 24 gauge. In, ge in general, in general terms, no, it would not, because a lot okay. of those, a lot of those issues are going to start at the surface, and in either way, you know, work their way through the through the core of the panel. So, okay. yep. Um, okay, now I'm going to kind of go for a stretch here. Do thicker gauges require fewer supports? Yes, definitely. So. Um, 
and again, you know, depending on panel type, you know, some of our some of our panels are what we consider structural, and some are not. Um, but yes, in general terms, it would. Um, you know, there's there's other uh, there's other factors there as well, such as our insulated metal panels that we sell. Now those those have two steel skins filled with uh, with polyurethane foam, and so a product like that. Uh, which has a, additional properties to it, uh, is able to span even further. But yeah, in general terms, um, you know, especially uh, roof and wall panels on a metal building, um, you, you may be able to eliminate some of your structural needs by going to a heavier gauge panel. Okay, so what does the difference in metal panel <laughs> gauge mean for installation time or any other kind of installation processes? Well, the biggest thing is is there may not be um, a huge savings in the upfront uh, cost of labor, those sorts sorts of things. But some of the issues we talked about earlier, uh, as far as oil canning and and just general performance and durability of the panel over time, um, you know your life cycle savings for going in and having to replace panels to touch them up. Uh, whatever it may be, uh, you're going to save on maintenance and and uh, repair costs down the road. Okay. Could a could a lighter gauge or a, a thicker material be more forgiving of installation errors, or is that something that you see across all? Um, I would say that's pretty consistent. You know, the 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 one difference you may see. Um, is, is you may have to pre-drill some uh, some holes um, to, to get the screws started as you attach them, things like that. But uh, in general, the, the installation process is going to be fairly similar. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the benefits of stronger, heavier panel uh, material. What When do you see is the perfect opportunity to use a lighter gauge metal panel? Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, you know, it's it's one that we see quite a bit within the within the ABC realm and, and our customers. Um, you know, one thing that has um, been consistent, I'd say, over the last six to eight years, especially, is our customers want options, right? So there's there's a lot of different project types, uh, a lot of different uh, enclosure needs. I'll call it a lot of different end uses of buildings out there. Uh, in our market and for our customers. And so what we've always tried to do is, is give variety, give different price points, um, you know, especially within what I'll call the light gauge market, as we talk 29 and 26 gauge materials, is we actually have varying warranty options within the, within the 29 gauge uh, product line on our exposed fastener system. So we offer a good, better, best warranty selection. And, and as I said earlier, there's there's slight differences even within the 29 gauge uh, range of thickness from 0.014 to a 0.015, uh, where we're offer offering different thicknesses, and as a result of that, a slightly different price point. So we offer our premium 29 gauge uh, exposed fastener system that we have for many many years now. Uh, it's kind of the top of the line uh, in the 29 gauge world. It's a minimum 0.015 thickness with a with a premium paint system 
And then we also offer our what we call our Select 40, which still has a 40-year paint warranty, but a slightly uh, thinner material and slightly thinner substrate, metal substrate, uh, which we specify as a 0.0142 thickness. And then we also even offer uh, a couple products lighter, such as our Commodity 30 gauge, which is even a step down from the 29 gauge uh, that a lot of customers use on interior walls and ceilings uh, in post-frame construction and, and barns and um, you know livestock confinement and things like that. So really what we've tried to do, um, because of th there is a, a great disparity of products out in the marketplace and, and different price points, um, is give our customers options, uh, depending on what the, you know, what the end use of the structure they're putting our material on is and, and what price point that customer is willing to pay. Um, and so earlier, I believe you had referenced uh, mixing and matching panel gauges. Are mm -hmm. you meaning mixing and matching panel gauges for the metal panel themselves, or is that more common with uh, metal panels and the, the trim? It's common in both. Um, you know, probably the most common thing we see um, is in the post-frame building market. Uh, a lot of customers will do a 26 gauge roof panel, uh, both both for you know impact resistance and, and uplift resistance. Um, and then they'll do a 29 gauge uh, wall panel because the wall panels are, are more indirect uh, exposure to, to those elements, if you will. So you see that quite frequently. And then like I said earlier, uh, on some of the trim items, um, areas that have um, wider uh, wider flat spaces on the trim such as your fascia and your corners and your overhead door trim things like that um, you'll see a lot of customers use 26 gauge on those items too just to make it a little stronger um, as you attach them with the screws if, if you happen to overdrive a screw it may not dimple that area quite as bad um, as people run into the building or hit the building or whatever it may be a little bit stronger and more resistant to that things things of that nature Okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the technical side of it. So, so you said that metal panel gauges are determined by micrometers. So that's that's the tool that's used to actually measure the decimal thickness, um, you know, uh, of the panel itself. So we're we're talking in relative terms of a, a, a rather thin piece of material right so what that tool does is it basically has clamps on each side that show a digital reading um, so as you compress it to measure the thickness of the panel it has a digital reading that shows what the actual material decimal thickness is okay so if someone had that tool is it possible for them to measure it themselves yeah yeah absolutely they're you know they're available um Online, you know, a lot of contractors carry them. A lot of our, a lot of our lumberyard partner customers have them. Um, you know, to kind of check material and make sure it's within tolerance, uh, make sure it's what they're expecting, things like that. We use them, you know, frequently to uh, to compare competitor material, things like that. So, um, yep, they're they're available online. A lot of construction catalogs, things like that. So, very easy to use. Okay. 
anything else that you want our our listeners to know about metal panel gauges? Well, you know, we're we're always um, you know we're always open for feedback. So if you know if there's something in our product line that you uh, you need to help your business. Uh, feel free, feel free to reach out to our to our customer service team, to our our team of uh, district sales managers out in the field um, as they work with you. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like that's one thing that sets ABC apart and sets Cornerstone apart is our wide product offering. But we're always looking to improve, uh, improve and innovate. And and so if there's if there's anything else out there that we can help your business with, or if you have questions uh, as far as when and where to use a certain product or, or questions, if something's available uh, in our product line that may be able to help, um, you know, please, please don't be shy to reach out. Great. Thank you so much for, for letting us pick your brain today, Tyler. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed it. Hope, uh, hope it's beneficial and, and everybody was able to learn something today. Thank you. Hey, fellow metalheads, thanks for listening to our episode. For more information, visit the blog section on our website or visit our podcast page for similar topics. Want to become a Metal Insider? Sign up for our newsletter for exclusive industry news and updates.